Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Show, everyone. Byron White here. I'm here with Mark Crager. Mark, welcome. Thank you for having me today. Appreciate you being here. You're the author of How to Escape America Guide. I have lots of questions for you today, um, and some of them relate to why would anybody want to escape America, but I think by the end of the call, you're going to bring us some insight. First of all, tell the guests where you're calling from today. I think that's important for everyone to know. I'm calling all the way from the opposite end of the world in in New Zealand, uh, about uh, 18 hours away from the U.S. East Coast. Terrific. Well, we're happy to have you join us. You're in New Zealand. You you're not only have written a guide on how to escape America, I think you have uh, actually are out of America. So I wanted everybody to know that. Tell us some of your thoughts on... Uh, the inspiration to write this guide, and, and, and a little bit about your personal background as well. Certainly, Byron. Um, what prompted me to write the guide is, is basically I decided to immigrate from the United States um, several years ago, um, and I've been able to do so successfully, and it's been a, a very good and positive experience for me. Um, and unfortunately, because of America's poor economy, a lot of people in the United States are strongly looking at options abroad. Some of the um, immigration surveys show that about 5 to 10% of Americans um, are looking at going abroad, but there's a lot of misinformation and there are a lot of things where um, people don't know where to get started. So I decided to write this guide as a, as a self-help guide for people to know a little bit about the process, about the immigration laws, and then be able to use it as a, as a first step towards um, going to another country. Let's take New Zealand, for example. On a scale of 1 to 10, how hard is it to relocate to New Zealand, say, if you're an individual versus a family? Is it difficult? What do you have to do to get there? Um, to immigrate to New Zealand, it's, uh, it's a fairly challenging process. The general guide is that the younger that you are, um, the more sort of skilled employment that you have, the easier it is to do it. Um, having said that, if you come yourself as a say a, a head of household and you have a wife and children you can bring your family with you so that doesn't complicate things necessarily it's just the logistics of you know putting kids out of school and moving them to another country and selling a house and and that sort of thing it's obviously a lot more challenging um, if you have a family how do you recommend uh, you know starting that process I mean would somebody want to go visit New Zealand, for example, before moving there? And, and what would you do when you're there if you did, in fact, like the possibility of moving there? How does it work? Um, I do recommend that people um, consider going to the country that um, they're interested in 
um, in possibly relocating. Um, having said that, um, I looked at both New Zealand and Australia and I'd actually not been down here and I just got work visas for both countries and I was quite happy with my choice. But I do think that um, going to the other country is, is definitely worthwhile just to see if it's something that you actually want to do. Um, the first thing that I think people need to have is you need to have a, a passport, which many Americans unfortunately don't have. Um, and then I think you also need to look at um, you know, having a bank account in a target country and doing um, a little bit of job search online because generally speaking, employment is the best route um, to get into New Zealand or Australia or any other country that you, know, that you might be interested in moving to. So hypothetically, if I were in the graphic arts industry and I wanted to move to New Zealand or Australia, you'd suggest um, I could perhaps communicate for job opportunities prior to my visit there, set up some interviews, possibly even use that track as a way to gain gain access to to actually uh, living and working in, in a country. Is that correct? That's correct. And the main reason for that is New Zealand and Australia um, have geared their immigration systems towards um, making up for skill shortages in both countries. So um, you, generally speaking, in terms of the work route, you either have to have a a job offer in a in a position where it's on the skill shortage list, um, or alternatively, you have to get a job offer and sort of demonstrate that a New Zealander or an Australian is sort of unwilling to do the jobs. Um, but generally speaking, if you have you know several years of experience in a field um, and you're competent in it and you hustle a lot, um, you can definitely leverage that and get yourself a job offer, which helps you get enough points so that you can gain residency. You mentioned a list. What is the list and how can people access it related to Australia and New Zealand? And then we'll talk about the rest of the world in a second. <laughs> Certainly. Um, both countries have what's called a, a skills shortage list, um, and you can locate it on the, um, for Australia, it's the um, Department of Immigration and Citizenship website. Just Google it and you'll get there. Um, or you can locate it for Immigration New Zealand. So they'll have a, a list of occupations. Now it ranges from you know, doctors, nurses, engineers, um, plumbers, carpenters. There are a lot, there's a wide variety of different professions where um, there's a skill shortage. So that's sort of a good starting point is, um, is just checking online um, on the um, websites for the immigration agencies. How are Americans being perceived as they move into other countries? Can you talk about that experience a little bit? Yes, I think generally speaking, um, Americans individually um, are, are well-liked. Um, a lot of people overseas may not like the actions of um, the American government, but most people um, tend to like Americans and, and, and find them um, you know, as, as fairly compatible people. Um, generally speaking, in both New Zealand and Australia, um, people tend to want immigrants who speak English. Um, they want people who are sort of excited to be in the country. So if you're an American um, and you like the warm weather in Australia, or you like the scenery in New Zealand, um, and you're sort of um, positive about the place, then most people will like you. Um, the other thing is a lot of employers do value the American work ethic. Um, if you were to look at New Zealand and Australia, people tend to have much longer vacation times than they do in the United States. And I'd say on average, Americans have a reputation for working harder. So I think you can sort of leverage those good qualities that many Americans have into um, getting a job offer and assimilating successfully into both countries. In, in your opinion, is it, uh, well, let's talk finance for a second. Um, you know, what are some of the significant benefits that one could 
ascertain by making a move. Let's talk finance and, of course, culture, cost of living. Um, talk, talk with us about some of what you're seeing, particularly in Australia and New Zealand, since you happen to be there. Certainly. There are several advantages um, down here compared to the United States. Um, for example, wages are, are higher in both countries, especially in Australia. Um, having said that, the living costs are somewhat higher as well. But once you're actually earning local dollars, the, um, you know, the living costs are, are, are fairly comparable. Um, economically speaking, in both countries, um, things are much better than they are in the United States. Um, to give you an example, um, Australia never had a recession during the global financial crisis. It hasn't gone into recession officially. Um, and if you look at just the wages in Australia, the minimum wage is $15.91 Australian per hour. That's about $16.50 per hour US. So a lot of people in Australia are making significantly more money um, than people are in the United States. New Zealand's wages aren't as high as Australia's, but they are somewhat higher than the United States. And I guess the other advantage is both countries are very stable um, politically and socially. Um, so to give you an example, um, America is running ridiculous deficits that are unsustainable. Um, Australia is supposed to have a, a budget surplus um, in 2014, and New Zealand is supposed to have a budget surplus again in 2014, 2015. So the fiscal trajectory in both countries is, is much better than it is in the United States. What about... Uh what is your well? Yeah, let's stay on that then. The, the the overall comment that you were saying is, you know, are school systems better? Is the culture better? You know, you know, you might earn more, but the cost of living's higher. I mean, let's talk betterment. You know, are you, are you seeing betterment uh, on a community to community basis? You know, big cities, you know, versus small cities versus mid-sized cities. Talk with us about betterment. Yes, I think in terms of if you look at say the school system in both countries, the um, education achievement of students is, is higher than it is in the United States. It's probably not as high as say Finland or South Korea, but um, you know New Zealand and Australia are sort of in that next tier of countries as far as education. I guess in terms of quality of life. Um, if you were to look at things like the incidence of violent crime, um, it's very, very low in both countries. Um, you have, um, in Australia and New Zealand, you have very good sort of outdoor recreation opportunities. Um, if you look at America, for example, you have about 310 million people. Australia has the same land mass, but only has about 22 million people. Um, New Zealand's a little bit more densely populated. It's a little bit bigger than the size of Colorado with around, you know, four and a half million people. Um, so I think you get some of those good opportunities in terms of um, lifestyle. I'd say in terms of the way the cities are laid out, um, Australian cities are fairly similar to the United States in the sense that most people live in single-family houses and you have you know big roads, big freeways, sort of big um, central business districts. New Zealand is somewhat similar to the United States, but it's a little bit more like Britain, so things are a little bit more tightly packed together. Um, I would say culturally it's a little bit more like Great Britain, but um, it's something that um, is similar enough to where most Americans would probably feel comfortable. Tell us a little bit about the transient nature of the world as you see it right now. Um, you know, cities like London, I lived in London for a couple of years, extremely transient cities in a sense. There are people that are from all over the world that live there. They're are, you know, Australian bars in New in London. Um, you know, what about New Zealand and Australia? Do they have a, you know, a cosmopolitan feel, an international flavor to their, to their cities, much more so than you see in the U.S., say, in Boston? 
Um, I would say it's it's probably um, you know somewhat comparable to the United States in terms of having people from other countries. Um, Australia, for example, one out of every five people in Australia was born in another country, um, and about three in seven people were either born in another country themselves or they had a parent born in another country. Um, part of that is Australia's population at the end of World War II was about four million people, and Australia tried to develop the country and increase the population for security purposes, essentially. So um, they've encouraged sort of widespread immigration from Europe post-World War II. Um, New Zealand um, has a um, sort of a fairly multicultural society in the cities. You have a, um, a fair population, say, of people from the United Kingdom, um, some people from China, India, South Africa. Um, so they're fairly cosmopolitan um, cities. Uh, if you like, um, you know, ethnic cuisine, you'll have sort of uh, variety and whatnot. Now, if you go to a small town in the outback of Australia, or um, in New Zealand, um, you know, you might not have a, you know, that same selection as you would in the cities, but um, both countries are fairly cosmopolitan as far as countries are concerned. Kind of an unusual question, but New Zealand and Australia, you know, seem like Siberia to us. I mean, it's halfway around the world, right? You know, the countries themselves, of course, have a lot of flavor, but, you know, you know, having lived in the States, do you feel at all isolated from the United States? I mean, do you, do you miss the United States? Um, I don't miss um, most things about the United States or where it's headed. There are a few things um, that I do miss personally. Now, I lived in Alaska before, and <laughs> New Zealand, for example, is very beautiful, but Alaska's scale of beauty is, is immense. Um, and I do, in New Zealand, um, you know, things are a little bit more tightly packed in cities compared to the United States, so I do miss sort of maybe the spaciousness that you see in America um, or in Australia. So, so there are a few little things. As far as um, American culture is concerned, you know, you can turn on the television set and you can watch the same television programs and movies and sports. You know, I watch, um, you know, I can pick up the same sports on ESPN. I can watch the NHL. I mean, um, culturally speaking, because America is um, still somewhat the epicenter of the world, um, you can basically get anything that you have in America in both New Zealand or in Australia. Let's take a break and we'll get back with some of the really fun, interesting perks about living in Australia and New Zealand. Back in a minute, everybody. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time 
and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com. It's good to be king. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. WebmasterRadio.fm Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Mark, thanks again for being on the show today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Byron. So if you were to give your top five reasons why relocating to New Zealand and or Australia would be an absolutely great decision for anybody listening in, what would the top five be? Um, look, I guess the first one is that America's long-term trajectory is very ominous. Um, the country spends far more than it takes in, and at the moment, things are still relatively grinding along. But America, at some point in the future, whether next month or five or ten years from now, is going to face a major currency crisis where foreigners are going to stop lending money to the United States. And at that point, um, America is going to experience some major economic um, tumult. So um, New Zealand and Australia, by comparison, are very um, stable countries. They have very low levels of debt. Um, the government here is serious about um, keeping the budget balanced. Um, during the 90s and the 2000s, both countries ran surpluses regularly. So I think that's the first reason. Um, I think the second reason um, is in terms of freedom. Um, America doesn't have the same level of freedom that it had in the past. I think over the past 10 or 15 years, America has become a bit of a police state and everybody sort of monitors everything. To give you an example, in New Zealand, um, when I opened a bank account here, I didn't need anything like equivalent to a social security number. I just showed a copy of my passport and I was done. There was a lot less red tape. Um, I guess the third reason um, is in terms of business. Um, Down here, there are probably much better opportunities. Um, The ease of doing business is quite good. Um, Fourth, I would say um, you have um, absolutely great outdoor opportunities. Now, I I don't want to say that they're better than they are in the United States because you have some places um, in Wyoming and Montana, um, you know, and even on the East Coast that are just fabulous, you know, places. But I think you have a fairly similar lifestyle um, in many respects. And then I guess the last thing, to, to summarize your your, your answer um, is that if you know if, if you see some of what's happening in the United States long term for the average person you're you're really powerless to change it and a lot of people in America are unhappy at the state of things but you do have the option to vote with your feet and go to another country and I'm not saying that both countries are perfect or that they're totally free of problems but if I look at um, you know like say the indexes of the best cities in the world to live in um, and things like that Australian and New Zealand cities rank near the top so I think people can um, can really enjoy a good lifestyle down here 
With regards to high high demand uh, careers, what what are the top careers and 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 uh, and the, the earnings for those careers? Um, in terms of the careers that are probably most in demand, um, it's positions in medical fields, um, in various sort of engineering and IT type professions. Having said that, um, there's a you know the economies are relatively good in both countries, so there's a wide variety of demand. Now in Australia at the moment, there's been a major mining boom. Over the past five or 10 years, China has been buying a lot of the resources in Australia. So a lot of people who are sort of blue collar and have skills um, you know, in various trades can make very good money. Um, I have a friend working in Kalgoorlie in Western Australia as a mechanic. He's 23 years old and he's earning $2,500 a week as a diesel mechanic. That's Australian uh, per week. Um, I know somebody else who's working as a truck driver in Western Australia and he's earning $120,000 a year. Um, so the wages are much higher. Now obviously the mining wages are outliers but even for regular jobs if you look at um, you know jobs as a teacher for example in Australia a teacher who's um, been in the profession for a number of years you know is earning you know close to eighty thousand dollars US which is, is probably uh, higher than, than a lot of teachers earn in America so generally your, your wage structure is, is is higher up down here than it is in the United States what about college students graduating from college? Is, is there a chance you could you could land a job in New Zealand or in Australia, even with a, with a low skill set? Um, if you were a looking for experience, wanted to get out of the you know explore and and, and entertain the concept of, of living in a country and trying to get a job, is that possible? Absolutely. One of the things that my book discusses is what's called the working holiday visa, which is a type of visa that lets people under 30 um, who are U.S. citizens go to New Zealand and Australia for one year. So you basically, um, I'll show you on in my guide, you go to the website, you fill out these forms, and you have a work permit for both countries. So you can come down here, get a job. Um, you can do casual jobs. You can find professional jobs, and you get a one-year work permit. The advantage to that, of course, is that once you have a work permit, you can get yourself a permanent job, and that helps you stay permanently if you think that that's something that you want to do. Um, there are a number of Americans and Canadians down here who come and do um, you know, an overseas experience in, in both countries. And even if you're interested in going back to the United States, um, you know, coming down and doing maybe a year in either country will give you, your, uh, you know, a good set of um, skills and, and the opportunity to travel and, and work at the same time. Um, and I think what's... Um, very beneficial as well is that you know for younger people obviously when you're straight out of school it's a little bit more difficult to land a job than if you have experience but with the job market being a lot better you can probably get yourself a job down here a lot better than you would in the United States and um, what about you know seasonal jobs on the ski slopes in, in southern New Zealand and I mean are there are there, are there jobs there much like you find in Vail Colorado absolutely um, Queenstown is the biggest sort of um, ski hub in the southern hemisphere and from say around you know June in the during our winter months through October um, there's quite a bit of skiing so people can pick up work um, quite easily now Queenstown also has a lot of tourism in the summer months as well and one of the things that happens is um, a lot of the working holiday jobs um, end up going to foreigners. You know, they're jobs where um, they're seasonal for three or four months, etc. So these jobs tend to get done by people from the UK, Germany, um, and various European countries, Americans, and so on. So you can pick up work. Um, if you want to come down here, you can pick up a, a temporary job, you know, within a day or two. I mean, it's very, very easy to do if, if you're proactive and, 
and you um you know and, and you're not necessarily too fussy about getting something that's you know top end terrific well how can people find your book online and how can they get a hold of you and who do you want to get a hold of you um, look, they can go um, to my website, kriegercapital.biz. Um, they can also just Google my name, Mark Krieger, and How to Escape America Guide, and they'll get to my website. Um, I sell my um, guidebook. I also do um, immigration consultations for people that are serious about actually going down there and, and sitting down with someone and coming up with strategies for how to do it. Um, the How to Escape America Guide is very good, um, even if you're just wanting to go and, and know about what things are like down there just because you're you know under 30 and you want to work for a year or two, um, the information in the book is, um, you know, worth thousands of dollars. So um, feel free to check it out. Terrific. Well, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks very much. Thank you very much for having me, Byron. The author is Mark Krieger, and that's, by the way, K-R-I-E-G-E-R, -E -E and he can be reached at KriegerCapital.com. Uh, great tips and advice, and Really a big fan, Mark, of uh, international exploration and getting out of the comfort zone of your backyard and stretching your, your mental mind. And uh, So thanks for sharing these thoughts. Uh, certainly, Byron. Just one last thing. It's, it's yeah. biggercapital.biz. Um, .biz, got it. Little thing. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's great. And, and, and they'll learn a little bit about your business, your consulting business, financial education and consulting firm. That's correct? That's correct. Right, but you, they'll also find your book on there as well. Correct. They can order it on there, um, and and then we'll um, send it either, you know, send an audio copy um, or a PDF if, if if you don't like um, big attachments. Terrific. And um, again, appreciate you being on the show. Thanks very much, Mark. Thank you, Byron. Appreciate it. Until next week, everybody. I hope your life is a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Thanks for tuning in the Life Tip Show. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business -business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.